0: That's B-O-D-I dot com.
1: Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. bravo.
2: T-G-I-F. We're going to think of a new saying soon. I promise. It just seems like such an an easy thing to say on a gloomy Friday morning, um, at least gloomy in the Midwest. But it's not gloomy with Bravo. We have Atlanta back. We had the New Jersey reunion. And next week, the ladies of Beverly Hills will be back on our screens. Um, Let's dive into maybe one of the most annoying reunions I've ever watched. I could not handle the constant interrupting and yelling and talking over one another. It really took, it just like took away from my enjoyment.
1: My anxiety was so bad watching this reunion because... (laughs) I mean, honestly, that day I already had kind of like a stressful work day. And usually as Housewives fans, we watch it for escapism. And this only added to it. I was like, I need a drink watching this because it was so intense. And like, I just hate, and I know we'll get into the nitty gritty of that, but I just hate watching like real family members fight. It's one thing to watch Housewives fight. And even like friendships kind of get destroyed as we kind of see But family, for some reason, it just cuts deep. I think because we've
2: seen the Judices and Gorgas fight so much. It's been like basically their storyline off and on since the Gorgas joined Real Housewives of New Jersey. And it's just like it's getting old, but it's also getting sad. But before we dive into all of that, there is some positivity that came out of this. Dolores is in love. Well, she was reluctant to say she's like, don't make me say it, Andy. But it sounds like things are very serious with our girl, Dolo, and her new boyfriend.
1: I'm really curious for, I don't know if he'll show up in the second or third part, but Frank doesn't seem to be a fan of his. And I'm really, really interested to see what that's all about, unless the editing and producers are tricking us. But I'm really, really curious. I know. Well, it's hard
2: because, you know, he loved David so much. They all did. You know, he got along great with Frank. He got along great with kids. Basically, the only person that it... That wasn't really like jiving with David and didn't feel like he was committed was Dolores. And so, yeah, it's interesting now. This time, she it seemingly has somebody who's really interested in her, but maybe the family dynamic is going to be a problem. I hope it was editing just for Dolores' sake. I think she deserves happiness and love, but um, it was interesting to see how she was like kind of like blushing. And we haven't seen that side of her in a very long time. Uh, all right. <laughs> I also was say if there was like drinking game alert for this reunion, which I know they don't do, but they really should have. Andy saying, "I'm not going into that again. We're not talking about that again." So many past things were brought up. Like <laughs> the analogy got brought up. We went like all the way back to like season four. We even had revelations of why Melissa Gorga should have potentially um, pushed back her wedding. Like it was just like I felt like. Andy was basically like his phrase of the night was, we're not going through that again. Oh,
1: not at all. And I also want to give a shout out to podcasts because yeah. podcasts send, seem to be the friend of that don't get enough screen time, but boy, do they stir up the pot. So were you thrown off by Dolores and Jennifer at all? Like, just no, because I had like heard
2: really I, going there and I had heard rumblings and I kind of had a feeling even just like the things that were said in the interviews uh, after that whole like Marge revealing the cheating thing. Cause originally it was like Dolores was on Jennifer's side and then Marge was like, she's trying to dig stuff up. Uh, So I felt like I was like, okay, I, I kind of see this shift. And we also were hearing that Dolores and Teresa weren't talking. And with Jennifer being such a like ride or die blind loyalty to Teresa, I kind of predicted this would happen, but um, it was, It was like, I don't want to say good, but it was like, okay, like I got that confirmation. Like this wasn't all just fabricated and overhyped to get people excited for the reunion. Like everything we were hearing was actually really true. I still can't get over though. Teresa, they were, you know, they go around and everybody gets there like, how are you doing? Hey, Andy. And so he's like, Teresa, you've gotten engaged since we've wrapped filming. How is this different from Joe? And like, it made me really sad because she's like, he doesn't yell at me. He doesn't cuss at me. I'm like, these are the things like you're looking for in a partner. Like, those should be just like general requirements for anybody engaging in a healthy relationship that they don't like cuss at them and yell at them. And then when she admitted that she was never really in love with Joe Judice, I mean, maybe that was just her like actually being honest, but like, it, it does kind of make you wonder. And she is this walking hypocrite for years. And part of the reason why she gets so upset with her brother is like, that was a man I loved is the father of my children. I'm like, if she can openly say she never loved him, I don't think she can get mad at her family for talking negatively about him and saying that the kids watch the show and it's hard for her kids to hear what Joe Gorga saying. It's gotta be hard to hear your mom say she never loved your dad.
1: I was kind of stunned by that because I feel like at one point, maybe she did. I understand like falling out of love. But yeah, and that shit cut deep. I mean, to have those many kids and the family, like, I don't know. I, maybe she has a different perspective on what love is given her experience. And now she's more in love than before. But I mean, I've never been a juicy Joe, like number one fan by any means, but I kind of felt for him for that. Like, cause I would, that would hurt. I, would I mean, sing. and as, even for
2: her girls, I wasn't saying it'd be mean, for him. I'm guessing he's never really heard her say that. Or or maybe he has, but like, I mean, to hear it on like, you know, on television, that's like every, you know, the world's watching it type of thing. uh, I feel like, yeah, that would be a, that would be a painful burn. I also thought it was interesting that she revealed Dolores wasn't invited to the engagement party because it was for couples. That to me too, is a huge burn to Dolores. I I applaud Dolores for the way she handled it with maturity and not trying to stir up drama because she probably knew that there was enough going on between Teresa and Melissa and Joe Gorga. But if I found myself suddenly single and you get engaged and you're like, oh, I didn't invite you. We've been friends for over 20, you know, for them, 30, 40 years. I didn't invite you though, because uh, you're single and it was a couple's party. Like, I don't. I don't think being a couple should be a requirement of an invitation to celebrate a good friend's engagement.
1: No, to me this is dirty Louie's way of alienating the people important to Teresa out of her life.
2: I'm going to say
1: it, I'm just going to say it, but that's really really shitty. I mean, that's the most preposterous Excuse, reason, like only a couple's only engagement party. Like, who gives a fuck? Dolores would just bring Frank. Like, give her a plus one. She does anyways. Like, uh, I mean, that's the thing. There, like, it's just weird. It's a very odd thing. And well, like, that would Ter- hurt.
2: Teresa's excuse was that you know Dolores never went on double dates with her and Louis. And Dolores was like, at that time, I was dating David. David didn't even go on dates with Dolores. Could you imagine him like the novel i like, sure, I'll go on a double date with this guy I've never met that everyone's talking poorly about. Like, I just feel like that was such a weak excuse. Uh, And I agree. It's showing Louis is just textbook narcissist. And unfortunately, Teresa is just like the perfect victim for him. And she's falling for all of it. And it just makes me sad. And like, it, it doesn't surprise me that the only person on her side that she's really friends with still out of everyone in the cast is Jennifer, because I think Jennifer will follow Teresa no matter what. And that's what Teresa wants. She doesn't want anyone who's going to question. She doesn't want anyone who's going to disagree with her. She just wants blind loyalty. Jennifer is willing to do it. And Jennifer is willing to dig up shit on Jackie. Like the fact that that was so openly admitted, I was like, wow, she is not holding back at all.
1: No, I mean, unless Jennifer aside, and we have like a separate text chain, I think she's an amazing housewife. Yes. she's like any, all the good qualities. Well, all the, qual- maybe I don't know about good, but all the qualities that you want in that someone who said my delusional ha- is funny. She's amazing mom. Like she goes there. Like she's, she really, in this reunion to me, And like, she's like kind of like stepped up and is like, you know what, this is a kind of like Lisa run zero fucks given EJ. Like I'm going to own it, baby energy that I feel like I don't see from enough housewives. So I kind of give her some props for at least admitting it and not hiding it. And of course, Andy immediately was like, I'm not doing that again. But going back to the engagement party, I felt so bad for the Gorgas because I could understand like the fact that they weren't seated with family. And given how important that is to them, like that was kind of I think I could see why that would be shitty and why that would be hurtful.
2: Well, and like Louis makes such a big deal about how important family is to him. And he's talked about, it It was a whole reason why he wanted Joe Gorga's approval or, you know, like approval to ask for Teresa's hand in marriage. He like, you know, at those dinners was trying to like have everybody resolve everything. And then it's like, all of a sudden now only his sisters are bridesmaids and yeah, like that tape, yeah, the table situation. And I, you know, I think it's really, what's frustrating with Teresa is she'll say stuff like my girls have to hear about what you say about their father in the press. But Melissa brought up a good point. Like, you don't think it hurts my kids that they're seated at a different table than everyone else. You don't think it hurts my kids that they see on TV, that you do nothing to be like, to be friends with us, to try to like be close with us. It, or I think just a lot of things about Teresa were brought up at this interview. And I, I know the tree huggers are going to stay with her no matter what. And that's just the fan base she's built. But I think there's a lot of people who are like, okay, like Teresa isn't, she isn't the Teresa we we had in the beginning and she's really like turning into just this like toxic negativity for everyone on the show.
1: Oh, it was horrible. And listen, like, I would love your perspective on this. I, I don't think Melissa, like, cause you're marrying into a family. I don't think it automatically equals like that person should be in your wedding, unless you have a good relationship with them. My sister-in-law was in my my wedding party, but my brother was not in the groomsman party and he couldn't care less. Like he wasn't (laughs) bothered by that, but it was like the relationship. So I don't think family automatically equals bridesmaids, but however, I could understand why Melissa's upset. And it's mainly because of the hypocrisy that Teresa has. Yeah. I kind of understood it. Like, did you have any of your, um, in-laws?
2: I didn't, um, I didn't have any of my sister-in-laws. I didn't have my oldest sister, even in my wedding, she's 15 years older than me. And her daughter is, um, cause we have such a big age gap is actually closer in age to me than she is. So she was kind of like, I don't need to be a bridesmaid at like 47, have my, you know, 22 year old daughter, be your bridesmaid instead. It also would have been like weird to have a mother daughter bridesmaid duo. Um, but I also, I try to purposely have a small wedding party. So it was my younger sister, my niece. um, And then I had three really close friends, but I didn't include any of my sister-in-laws, but I made that as like a universal decision. So it wasn't like I was going to have one and not the other. And I think that's the other thing with Teresa, you can't have Louis sisters and not have your brother's sister. And you might say like, oh, well, I talk to Louis sisters, you know, all the time. Yeah. But you've known Melissa for, they've been married for like 24, 25 years, Melissa and and Joe, like you've known her for a very long time. I think if you're going to have it's got to be across the board. You either have all the sister-in-laws or you don't have any of them.
1: Well, and also let's be real. At 49, it's fucking weird that you're having bridesmaids. Let's
2: well, that's have... the other thing. That's like, I like I agree with Melissa. She was like, I thought it was just gonna be your daughters. It should just be the daughters. There's really, also my dad who is, <laughs> was married three, almost four times in his third wedding. My mom was a second marriage. So in his third wedding, it was just me and my sisters. And then the person that he married, it was just her children. Like we didn't have like, uncles and friends. And I mean, like, yeah, like you, as you get older, that's kind of weird to have another like whole set of bridesmaids, but I, I don't like just the whole, the whole thing, just like leading up to it. I, you could just tell like, this was not going to be a good reunion for Teresa, but then the fact that like, so Melissa said like, you were a bridesmaid of mine and Teresa was like, yeah. And I was eight months pregnant. And she turned to Andy and said like a good sister-in-law would have moved her wedding to accommodate Teresa's birth, (laughs) which like some people plan weddings for like a year and a half. So yeah, like somebody might get pregnant in between. I would almost argue depending on who announced like when their wedding, like let's say Melissa and Joe said like, you know, in July that they were going to get married the following September. And then, you know, Teresa gets pregnant in February. I'd almost argue it was more rude of Teresa to get pregnant. If we're going to go down that road,
1: like you knew when the wedding was that's on you. And it was like the most like insane things like Teresa is You know, the one thing I give Teresa props is when she commits to a narrative, (laughs) she fully commits to it. There's no backing down. So on one hand, I'm like, you know what? Good for you for committing to it. But on the other hand, as a viewer, like watching it, not only did I have like heart palpitations and I'm like, oh my God, I hate watching this because it feels like deep, really deep, but it was a lot. And what do you think about the lights going out? That was maybe
2: my favorite part. Cause Melissa was like, name one time when you had my back and she was like, I, I can't remember it roll footage. And like, ev- I even think Andy's like, we don't have any, like, you've never, you've never done that for her. Yeah. And then the lights squad, I think it was like God's way of being like, Teresa Change the subject. Like you have not had her back at all.
1: No, it was intense. Like, honestly, I don't know that I'm ready for the next two parts. Teresa I don't Nate. think.
2: Yeah. I don't think three parts. I, I think three parts is probably needed. I'm sure a lot happened, but I'm like, Oh, if it's going to be three parts like this, I don't know. And I hope we like shift away from Louie. I know it was a big part of the season, but I'm like, there were other, other things involved and other people that, and things going on in the season. Uh, I felt like too, the other thing, like, and some of that just got resolved so quickly, like Dolores and Jackie, you're like, yeah, we're good now. We're both good. I'm like, okay, well, like, are we really just going to be talking about Louis and Marge and Melissa the whole time? And it feels like we are.
1: Oh, yeah. I am excited for Louis to get interrogated by. Anne. Oh,
2: that's going to be great. I mean,
1: I'll have my popcorn ready. Let's see if he can turn any further shades of red than he already is (laughs) but I'm I'm, tomato yeah yeah if he's gonna turn into like you know I don't know but I'm I'm here for it it's guys buckle up man take your Zoloft take your Prozac whatever you gotta take um while watching it because oh my god for me personally I was like this is not why I like to watch Housewives this is like too much and it's not like fun shade like we get in Potomac where you have like Giselle and Karen going back and forth, like they're throwing digs at each other, but at least it's like kind of funny. This is like,
2: yeah, I know. And I would say like, Oh, don't worry guys. We have Beverly Hills coming. And usually like we're we're gonna have funny light Kathy Hilton. I I think in the beginning we'll have funny and light from Kathy. We're going to get a shift, but luckily we'll be over in New Jersey then. Cause God, that would be really hard to go back to back. I think part of the reason why I loved OC this season is we had this like heavy, deep-rooted like family drama on New Jersey. And then we'd go into OC and it was like people like mad about, you know, sushi wasted. Like that to me, I was like, oh, I need some of that. You need to, I can't have like all this like drama every night. So yeah, buckle up. Um, but I mean, I think the, the premiere for Beverly Hills, we should get some laughs and get some light, lightheartedness in the beginning at least. So we'll have some good balance. Uh, But before we dive into Summer House, though, we want to take a little ad break to talk about two great companies
1: that we're really excited to be working with. I thought I knew my mom, Ludi, better than anyone. One day we were chatting and I heard a story I've never heard before that got me wondering, how many other stories don't I know? That's why I got my mom, Ludi, StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. Every week, StoryWorth emails your mom a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of, like, what are some of the best advice your mom gave you? Or if you were to do it all over again, what would you do differently? I also wanted to know, like, what cooking is a huge thing. is my mom's love language. What was your favorite recipe that your mom gave you? I've really enjoyed reading Ludie's answers to these questions. I've discovered stories and memories I never heard about and learned new things about stories I thought I really knew. So something that I learned is just like the sibling dynamics between my mom. And like, I just think that's, So fascinating. My mom is like one of seven or eight, which is, which is (laughs) (laughs) great. Yeah. I mean, I can't even keep track of all my aunts and uncles, but just knowing like their dynamics growing up and getting a little flavor of that was so great. After one year story worth compiles all those questions and stories, including photos into a beautiful keepsake book, the whole family can share for generations. So I feel like, and this is something that I know my girls will enjoy, I think it's just something, especially as I get older and a bit more sentimental, these are the things that you want to have close to you. So give all the moms in your life a meaningful gift you will both cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash real moms. That's s t o r y w o r t dot com slash. Real moms to save ten dollars on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash real moms. And you
2: guys have been hearing how much we've loved experiencing Organifi. We've talked about how the red, I think but for both of us, the red juice, the red blend has been our absolute favorite. It's our afternoon pick me up without getting that caffeine crash. I've also really been enjoying the gold drink just to kind of like unwind. And after that New Jersey reunion, I couldn't have wine because I'm pregnant, but I could just have a little bit of that gold to help me like just mellow out and try to put that aside. cup car- car- was it comp- car-, car. Oh my God. Decompartmentalize all the drama in my brain. Words are really hard today, guys. Uh, but my husband, I had had all this stuff out in the pantry and my husband decided to start trying the green juice and he is obsessed with it. He recently last several months has been on more of a health kick. I think, you know, as parents we start realizing that we want to be around for our kids as long as we can. And we just become so much more mindful of what we're putting in our body. Organifi is such a great, easy way to get all the nutrients you need from that ve- from vegetables and fruits without all the hassle of juicing. They also have these great packets that you can get for on the go. We've been using the canisters, and I just order the packets so that I can just put them in a water bottle, shake it up, and drink it when I'm taking my kids to T-ball or, you know, always the unexpected emergency uh pediatrician visit because somebody has COVID-like symptoms, you know how it goes as moms. So I highly recommend adding Organifi into your daily life. And best of all, you can get 20% off by going to Organifi.com slash moms. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash moms to get 20% off your order. And that concludes the ad break. Uh, and now we are gonna go into the summer house finale and there was like parts of the finale that made me happy made me sad made me nostalgic you made a note about this and I feel the same way I'm like I just really want Paige and Lindsay to be friends and we've seen the trailer for the reunion and we know that they're not even talking to one another and so just like it makes me so I just feel like they would be such great friends like I think they could really benefit from having each other in their lives
1: I mean and I don't even need them to be best friends just yeah like cordial like I just thought it was like funny I enjoyed the relationships they have. I think they're, they have a lot of similarities and I think it's one of those things that are just can be better together. Like I just am sad. And actually Lindsay commented, there's like a comments by Bravo. So she doesn't know why Paige isn't yeah. talking to her, which I was like perplexed by that. I was like,
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. and She's like, if you find out why, let me know. I was like, Oh, okay. So you don't know either. We're in a weird, a
1: weird spot. Yeah. Very, very weird spot. Um, One thing I really can't stand. um, You guys know, like we just had Craig on the pod. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Really happy for him and Paige. Really happy. But I could really do without this goddamn baby talk. I cannot stand it. And it drives what? me crazy. So I just had to say it.
2: I know. I'm like, why do they, why do they think this is cute?
1: It's like, oh, <laughs> You think I'm so cute. Oh,
2: baby. I know. She's like, you're, you're sneaky. I know. I'm like, I'm like Oh, oh
1: my God.
2: <laughs> I know. I hope that they like watch that back and they're like, Oh, this is cringe. We can't keep doing
1: this. I mean, imagine what they're going to do with their kids. Like it's going to be where, I mean, you know sure. how people, I mean, we, all Oh my God, their kids, but it's going to be intensified.
2: <laughs> I had a neighbor who was not my neighbor anymore. And I God, if she listens to this podcast, I'm going to be mortified. But, um, She used to make everything plural and it drove me and my husband, Kevin nuts. Cause she was like, Oh, does somebody want their waters? Does somebody need their, their like nookies and like, like all these. And I was like, everything was like plural baby talk. And it just got so obnoxious. Like, Oh, do you like your little stuffies? And it'd be one stuffy. I'm like, just say, do you want your stuffy? Like, I don't, but like, so like that kind of stuff, hearing it in public, is like the most cringe thing for me. And I get, we all have like different voices with our kids, particularly when they're babies, you're not just gonna be like, Hey baby, what's up? Like,
1: hi, hi. You're you're, You're you're like higher pitch. Yeah. You're trying to,
2: yeah. And I totally understand that. But like at a certain point you're like, okay, the kid's three years old. Like he's talking pretty good. Like, Yeah, that stuff is just terrible. I can't even imagine how they're going to talk to their kids. Oh my God,
1: I do weird things. Like I turn into a British lady sometimes or...
2: But do you do that to get them to laugh? Because I do that too. Like I'll talk in like a Southern accent and they think it's so funny.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do it to get them to laugh, but also like to like, get her to pay attention to me. Yeah. So I have this like, darling, like, let's go do this. And then I have another weird voice where I'm like, Oh, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> she thinks
2: it's hilarious. So. I have a, I call it mommy monster. Like if they are not listening to me, I'm like, Oh, I'm turning into mommy monster. And then like, pick up your toys. <laughs> and they really like that. I, if you're a boy mom, try the mommy monster voice and like warn them that mommy monster is coming out. It's they also are into the Hulk. So I think they get like, Oh, like you know, you can like the the blood can boil and rise, and all of a sudden you turn into the Hulk, and I just turned into Mommy Monster. I mean, I feel like
1: you literally woke up anyone listening right now, yeah. like by that voice. Like if yeah. you're a little tired, you just like really gave them. There's your
2: boost. Call. Yeah,
1: but right. I mean, let's pivot back. Yeah, to back to that.
2: Okay, Lindsay and Carl. I love that she just like climbed into his bed, and he was like, "Oh, hey, hubs. Like, do you believe that they didn't hook up? I don't know if I do."
1: You know, I feel like there is probably like some cuddling and heavy, heavy petting. Yes. I feel like there might be more of that, which would like semi cross the line of friends. But I yeah. don't know that I I feel like Carl, sober Carl. Carl I he's think, committed to sobriety. Yeah. Yes. And has such a good head on his shoulders that as much as yes, he does have a penis. I just think he's thinking a bit more than most men.
2: I, I don't think they had sex. I don't think like any oral sex happened either. But yeah, I agree. I think there was like cuddling and maybe like as they're like big spoon, little spoons and like rubbing someone's arm or back. Like, I think it was just like kind of a little bit more innocent, but I don't believe that they just like went in there, talked for a little bit and then fell asleep. End a story. But yes, maybe absolutely. that's also because I'm hoping that like it was a little bit more because I I'm like, obviously, we're all really excited about this couple. I just think it's really cute kind of the evolution of them. And even at the wedding, when he was like, I'm not one year sober yet. And she was like, okay. Like, cause he's like, I'm having feelings too, but I need to like really be mindful. And I don't, it's, I think the whole thing is really sweet, but I loved that. Yeah. That she just kind of shimmied her way on into his room. Uh, I felt like the wedding, like leading up to it. And maybe it's because Amanda and Kyle got COVID, which I, I guess I missed that. I don't remember that being like reported. Do you I
1: remember it? Cause I remember Lindsay, like sent them flowers Oh, that's right. Do you remember that? And I remember like we kind of she said, like, get well soon or something. And then Amanda immediately deleted it because I think she didn't want everyone to know. Yeah. So we connected the dots. But man, like that wedding, I, I do feel for them with the stress of you've already, your wedding was already delayed because of COVID. Yeah. Now you get to a place and then you fucking get COVID like the crying Kyle. Crying. Yeah. He's a new Tom Sandoval. With the cry. He is.
2: Oh, he is. Oh yeah. He really is. I know. And I, I mean, like I had COVID it like, and I didn't, it sounds like they either had like or the original COVID or the Delta variant. I had Omicron. It was like bad for the first 36 hours. So like having so much to do and like, Amanda's like, I don't even want to get out of bed like that. I mean, that would be really hard. I did feel really bad for them. I will also say after seeing like Amanda's house, I'm like, they really like downplayed this as like a backyard wedding. Like her parents' house is like a full on estate.
1: Yeah. That's not a backyard. A backyard is like what you and I have. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I
2: saw a (laughs) meme that was somebody memed like, uh, after seeing Amanda's parents' house, I feel like Amanda should have been the one pushing for the prenup. And I was like, damn right. Like her parents have some coin. Like that's not just a, like dad had a good year and now we have like a pool in the backyard. Like that is, that was quite, it's a beautiful home. I loved it. I was just like, wow, I was not expecting for a backyard wedding. I wasn't expecting basically a country club.
1: No, it was like a straight up estate. Um, One thing that I've been pointed out and you guys probably saw us meme it, but Rachel, the florist who got like a lot of screen time and she's like saved the day because of last minute. And then we saw her like make a couple appearances more than any other wedding vendor, mind you. She's going to be on Winter House. Um, Bravo by Gaze like broke that a couple month, like months ago that she, like this person is a new person on Summer House. Now we're connecting the dots of how they're going to weave her into it. So I just found it interesting of like how production goes about these things to make it seem like seamless and natural when it's not seamless and natural. But, and
2: I think now it's going to be like, oh my God, she saved the day. We ended up becoming such good friends with our florist and she's going to join us on winter house. Like, yeah, it's it's not. Yeah. We're on to you. Bravo.
1: (laughs) We're on to you. Yeah. But I mean, she did a great job. I thought the wedding was beautiful. Amanda, like stunning. Like Mm -hmm. my favorite Bravo bride, I think.
2: I loved her dress. I thought it was so simple and timeless, like, but like classic simple, I'm not like saying like, you know, frumpy or anything. I just thought it was just really beautiful. And I also, and she made a comment about this, like as, after the wedding happened, I love that she wore the nose ring. She said that she's worn a nose ring the entire time she's dated Kyle. That's how he knows her. And she said, if years later, I regret that I can always have it photoshopped out. And I I completely agree with that. My husband, the entire time I've known him has had a beard. And I remember, I don't know why, but it was like when we were getting married, several people like, well, you're going to shave your beard. Right. And I said to him, I'm like, I've never seen you without one. I don't want like, like the month before our wedding, you look like a completely different person to me because I've never seen you without a beard. Like, I want you to be the person I've known the entire time we were dating. And so I could see for her, where like the nose ring. She's that's what she's been the whole time Kyle's known her. So I liked that she got the nose ring in.
1: Yeah, no, it was great. I think it's, it suits her oddly enough. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I, it's just like very subtle, but I thought she was stunning. I thought Carl did a great job. Their vows. Like I would have written my vows a day of probably too. um, I, I like that they're calling Craig for like advice on one another thing, another wedding said, but it looked like a great time.
2: Yeah, I did. I also like, I, I think it's sweet when people want to write their vows, but I'm also like, just go with what's up, like the standard. I did not write my own. Did you? No. Yeah. No, no. I just like that. You have too much going on. Like that's the last thing I need to worry about.
1: It's a lot of pressure, but yeah. we'll dive into the trailer, um, on our Patreon. So if you're curious about our thoughts on the summer house reunion trailer, we'll dive in there. We have a lot of trailers to discuss.
2: Yes. All right. Let's go into Atlanta is back. Um, Okay. So I watched Dancing with the Stars mainly for Cody Rigsby, if I'm being honest. Oh, same. And I did, I will be honest, like I'm not a huge Dancing with the Stars person and it's a two, it's two hours long. So like, I would just fast forward to the people I was interested in. Like Amina Clutes, I really like loved her story. So I'd always watch her dance. I'd watch Kenya and I'd watch Cody and that was really it. Uh, I did not pick up and maybe because I was fast forwarding parts. I never picked up on the chemistry between Kenya and her dance partner, but it seemed like there was kind of something there.
1: I know, but I, I didn't either, but I think they're just playing up to it on the show. I feel like they're like brother, sister. I
2: hope, I hope that's it. I was just like, uh, I also, he just seems so young, but maybe, I, maybe he has a baby face. I
1: kind of seems like her son.
2: Yeah. I know. <laughs> I was like, I feel like it's like, like, it seems like the, it's like me and my older sister. It feels like they're just like, there's a big age gap there, but it's like a little brother.
1: Yeah. But I think, you know, it was kind of cool to see that part. There was also like rumors that Kenya's dismissal or elimination from dancing with the stars was because of Atlanta. Like if you yeah. notice the timing of it all, she automatically got cut and now they're starting the film, but I don't it, know how true that is or not.
2: I think there might be some truth to it. Or maybe she asked like, Hey, I need to go. Like I can't it. Cause he said like, Oh, you know, you were in LA for so long. It's no problem to move like practice to Atlanta. But they record in LA. And so that'd be, I mean, I'm imagining she has to do rehearsals the day before. I I don't, they, the live shows on Monday. So I would think that would mean like every Saturday, she would have been flying to LA, practicing Sunday, doing the live show Monday evening, and then coming home Tuesday. That leaves her like Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to really be filming. I I could just see her being like, I can't keep that schedule up and take care of my daughter.
1: No, I mean, we all know, I mean, being a parent, is important to everyone, but we know she doesn't like to travel without Brooklyn and have her close by. So, I mean, you've seen all this. I would, I feel like she probably asked to be eliminated. So anyhow, but I enjoyed the, the shades back. Uh, Oh yes. I loved it. I loved that candy uh, was asking Marlo that, you know, they, people still don't know what she does and how Marlo's like hanging on to this billionaire. She dated like 20 years ago. (laughs) absolutely loved it.
2: Um, come, when they like showed her walking in to the like studio or wherever that they all were. And then they did like clips of like old Sheree. It made me just so happy. Like I just oh loved God,
1: so happy. So, so happy. And then Sheree's man, um, quickly is out of recently out a prison He's out of prison, by the way. I had to Google this because I just needed a refresher because I haven't kept up with Sheree as closely. He was in jail for like a Ponzi type scheme. Um,
2: yeah, it wasn't like, I mean, a, it wasn't like a violent crime, but yeah, I uh, I knew that it wasn't like, he, it's not like he murdered somebody or like beat someone, um, but I had forgotten too I he was in there. I just think it's so funny that like, So they're like, how was it when you guys got, she was like, it was quick. I was dead at that. I'm like, oh, this is why I love Shrey. But now they're, she's like, but now we're practicing abstinence. I'm like, I would be a little worried Yes. about somebody that I care deeply about in a romantic manner has been locked up. We do it like one time. We don't live in the same city and we're going to practice abstinence. I'm like, girl, he's getting it somewhere else then.
1: Uh, I would agree with that. And I feel like all the other women were kind of like alluding to that as well. But I, you know, I hear there's going to be a lot of tension between her and this boyfriend. I would not be surprised if they're not together now. Oh yeah. He didn't like the cameras. He didn't want to film. I think she probably revealed more than he, he wanted her to. So I think there's going to be some tension there as we see that. Um, Someone who's the most, the worst couple right now in Bravo drew and Ralph. What the fuck? I,
2: I'm like, why are we still? Why are we still here? Like, uh, he is terrible. But I also like at a certain point, like because I feel like it's like he's so like blatantly lying and just like not trustworthy and to be different. And maybe we don't know all this and aren't seeing all the layers to it because I hate being like when people are like, well, why didn't she just leave when there's like, verbal or narcissist or physical abuse. Like I I get, it's hard to just leave, especially with kids, but like, he has given her no like confirmation or even just like any like actions to show that he is committed to making this marriage work and that he cares about her. Like the fact that like he's getting text messages from someone saying, I should have given you a massage and just all these things. I'm like, they, they're, they're an awful couple. And I think you were saying it, or somebody was messaged us and said their divorce or their journey to divorce will be her storyline next, next season. I also think it's funny. So she's doing this drop it with drew, which is like frozen, oh God, frozen. So meal. Well, what makes it bad is, and look, I am all for like embracing, not being a size zero. Cause even if I like, there's just like, our bodies are built a certain way before my wedding, I was working out like two to three times a day. Nothing like that sounds like I had a problem. I was doing like yoga in the morning and cardio at night. I wasn't like crazy, crazy, but I was being really mindful of the Like movement. I was eating like perfectly and like, I will never be a size zero or two. That's just how my body's built. We all like, I have hips, like we're all built differently. And that's great. I don't think she'll have like, Drew will never be a size two. But to then like tout your weight loss when really it was like surgical, I feel like is so unfair and misleading. I just, I didn't love that, but I did think the women were really harsh on her with it where they were like, like, I think they're like, you're still thick and all this stuff, but I couldn't help but notice. So, you know, she's in a troubled marriage. She gained some weight, is trying to lose the weight, is now selling frozen meals and like other like herbal juices. This is Shannon Bedore's like storyline to a T. I'm like, oh, oh my d- God. Drew is right. the new Shannon. Like this is like she is playing Shannon's book like
1: directly. Oh, my God. You're so frightened. I could I would drop it by. Dr- the thing is with it, too, is like I'm all for people, you know, being health, healthy, mindful. I think if it's been part of who you are, the issues I have with it and it feels gimmicky to me is like she got the deal. She got the check and now she's trying to drop it um, and it's trying to show like how this all works. And I'm sure this is how like Jenny Craig shout out Brittany (laughs) um, works and all these other things. But to me, it just feels, and if I were going to put my name on something, I would want to fully like kind of immerse myself in that lifestyle before I try to sell it on other people. And I think for Drew, it feels to me much more like she's trying to get a check versus it being feeling authentic and like the mommy makeover and whatever, like you're entitled to do that, but you gotta like, be a bit transparent, um, which I mean, we saw on, on camera, she shared that, but just continue to be transparent on that type of information. Because as we know, like with beauty and the standards that we have in society and women, like it can be extremely misleading that that weight loss was fully attributed to her like eating well and exercising.
2: Yeah, I I completely agree. And I think that's where I give like someone like Brittany a little bit more credit because like she gained weight from pregnancy. She was having her time losing it. She's lost weight with Jenny Craig. Like, I think like with her, maybe we've seen a little bit more of like the, that struggle. So it feels a little bit more authentic. And like, she's actually like, you know, buying into the program or she's doing a really good job of making it seem like that in social media. But yeah, knowing that Drew had a surgery and not saying like you can't get surgery and lose weight. I just feel like it. Yeah. It feels more like, like you said, she got a check to do it. And now she's all about that, that healthy life. But the new housewife who I completely forgot her name, the Olympic um, runner. Yeah. Yes. She was even like, when she worked out with her, she's like, I mean, you have a business around this and you could barely like do a squat. Like, you know, (laughs) I think she was
1: like, you're not dropping it with anybody. Yeah. No, I think I'm going to really like Sonia. I, I really liked like her family. Um, I don't know anyone personally, like from Jamaica. I always like learning about other cultures yes. and just learning other people's traditions and just even hearing, um, the Jamaican, I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to try Jamaican <laughs> accents and everything. I just, I enjoy it. I
2: love the way her, like when her dad was talking, cause like he's like speaking in English, but has just such a thick accent that it's like, it was hard to understand him. And I kind of love the little like subtitles that they put, but um, I agree. I feel like, yeah, we, I, I don't know much about Jamaican culture, probably beyond what I see on mainstream television, which I'm assuming is extremely appropriated and stereo like stereotypes. So I'm excited to learn more about it. I like that. She talks about being a proud American, but also really proud to have her Jamaican background. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about her. And I mean, she's a freaking gold medal, like sprinter, yeah. like,
1: yes, that bitch sick. is
2: accomplished.
1: Yes, she is. Um, we can't end Atlanta without talking about <laughs> Marlo's. uh, what's it called? Like lit Avenue. What's her company's Le name?
2: archive, but it's yeah. actually
1: wrong, which <laughs> yes, made me Le- even happier. Yeah. Lay archive. So Marlo is basically has like a, like Poshmark closet. That's <laughs> fancier the most. She has like the real, real closet basically. And it's like <laughs> renting out her clothes. Yeah. Uh, that's, and,
2: uh, that's what she's doing. I just think <laughs> like, it's so funny. Like, i like, no one like, is this for us to try on the clothes? Are we supposed to buy them? Are we supposed to just see them? Like nobody knew what was going on at the event. And I, it was just like cracking me up because they're all like, I don't, I'm just here to support her. I don't really know what we're doing. And I don't even know if Marlo knew what the purpose of the event was. I think she I mean, just she, wanted to have a party.
1: Yeah. I mean, she was two hours late in glam. Yeah. I love the outfit change. And like Sheree's comparison to the strawberry candies that all our grandmas had. Cause it was um perfect. <laughs> Uh, the comment on Drew's hair looking like a croissant. Like, I just love these women and how they like throw shade at each other and throw little digs because it's so fucking funny.
2: It, it really is. And this is like the part of Atlanta that I love. Like, I love the shadiness, I, but I also love like the friendship we had drew and Kenya saying like, Hey, they're willing to move on. I doubt that's the case, but I, I love that. Like, The Atlanta group is always seemingly more about like squashing previous drama. It will come back up or like they'll have new drama with the same people. But I feel like when you look at other seasons like, you know, OC and New Jersey, it's all about like reliving that. And I like that they try to like squash it, move on. And they have enough other like shade and drama going on that they don't need to pull out what happened in 2017.
1: No. And I will say Marla's Watch What Happens live appearance was really fun. You guys should watch it. But she had admitted that Sheree's comment was really funny. (laughs) I had to laugh. She's like, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to laugh. Where some people in some other franchises wouldn't admit to that. So finally, our girl got the peach.
2: I'm so happy about that. Um, All right. So before we wrap up, we need to do our shout out. Vanessa, I'll let you go first.
1: My shout out, given that it's Mother's Day weekend, when this episode airs, I want to give it to every caregiver, mother figure um, that listens to the show. You are amazing. You're doing great. Give yourself all the grace and thank you for being you because without us moms, we all know shit wouldn't get done. So um, tip our hat off. I want to tip my hats, give a toast, cheers, all the things to you mamas.
2: And uh, in honor of teacher appreciation week, I'd like to give my shout out to all the teachers. I know it can often feel like a thankless job and you guys should get more than just a week of being appreciated and given gifts. Um, But I just want you guys to know how appreciated you are. And uh, we were talking about like our preschool teachers and like how like how great they are and how much they mean to us. Um, so thank you to all the teachers out there. You are very appreciated and uh, you deserve so much more. Um, but hopefully you felt, you know, loved by a lot of parents this last week. And we have been feeling the love from you guys, um, minus that recent one-star rating because we let Craig off too easy. Feel free to DM us to tell us uh, what we should have said to him to maybe push a little harder. But- um, We really appreciate all your guys' support and, you know, the spiel, if you'd like to support us in a free way, hit five stars, leave us, leave us a review. And for less than one Starbucks latte a month, you can join our Patreon to support us monetarily where we break down pop culture headlines and include um, trailer reviews, which we've got a few to cover this week. Uh, Just go to patreon.com slash real moms. And with that, we will catch you next week.
0: Are
1: you ready to get started?